Coming up today on Locked On, Texas Tech will set the table for Mark Adams and the Red Raiders return to action from United Supermarkets Arena. And we'll also get to Texas Tech football. You got a wolf leaving the pack and also two DTs under the Christmas tree for Joey McGuire and the Red Raiders. We get into it next on Locked On, Texas Tech. You are Locked On, Texas Tech. Your daily podcast on the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We're going to start this thing off right. Everything runs through Lubbock. Great to be with you again on Locked On Texas Tech on the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Thanks for making us your first listen on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts. He's the only Chris Level. I'm Casey Cowan. Today's episode brought to you by LinkedIn. Thanks to LinkedIn Jobs for bringing you the episode and being the official college football recruiting sponsor across the Locked On College Network. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college today. Terms and conditions apply. These will not be jobs I don't believe, Chris, at least in the near future, that Tony Bradford or Jalen Hutchings will be seeking. <laughs> We've got news of seismic proportion. We had that to a degree with the departure of one of three quarterbacks that won big games for you over the season yesterday. We talked Donovan Smith to the transfer portal, but it feels good to be talking about guys that are saying, nope, I'm back in the LBK. A little bit different scenario as we, we talk about some bonus eligibility, COVID years and the like in an episode uh, last week. These two guys were on our radar, and you've been telling us, hey, they seem like a pair. What one does, the other will do. They want to be somewhere together. And, man, I'm glad to be talking today about them being back in the 806 next year. Yeah, man. I, I wasn't uh, – I knew that they had decided something. I just wasn't sure uh, what it was. But, uh, yeah, in, in typical Tony and Jalen fashion, they basically announced it uh, together that they're both uh, they're both going to return and – yeah, that that's uh, I, I boy, I, I tell you, oh Tim DeRuiter and Zarnell Fitch and the folks that uh, coach those guys probably that's about as good of a recruiting win as you're going to have, uh, <laughs> con- considering what how productive they are and durable and and all those things and the fact that that you know because if you lose that pair, what what exactly do you go do? Because you you can go find some guys, but that's kind of these are like heart and soul guys, man. These are culture guys. These are locker room guys. These are, in some ways, Casey, the, these are guys that I, I think will be remembered around here fondly for a long, long time. Not because they're going to go on to be like NFL studs or whatever. It's just that they weathered a lot of storms here. They are have great personality. Everybody knows who they are, and they're they're really productive and good college players. And they're at a premium have, position. Yes, and, and in a position where you've kind of struggled to find talent and depth and, and and all those things. And so, yeah, it's just a win, 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 win all over the place, man. And uh i just was uh i was pleasantly surprised that we got that because i I wasn't sure maybe we were gonna have to wait till after the bowl game i mean i didn't i didn't really know you know what the timetable uh here was but yeah they i I knew they were gonna likely come in a pair man what about the decision because i just may have been being skeptical because i'm a lifelong tech fan or something i don't know but 
what, where, did you have a feel for them leaning one way or another as it relates to? Uh, well, I, I know, I know what uh, what Coach Fitch thought. I know what Coach McGuire thought. I know, you know, Coach Ayu. That they all felt like there was a really good chance that those guys were going to come back. But ultimately, I'll be honest with you, I, I really didn't know because. I don't. I don't think that either one is a, is an NFL type of guy. They're fringe. That they are. They are camp late round pick type guys. So with that, you knew you had a chance. But sometimes guys just are like done with this man, or like you know what I mean. Sure. And we know all the aspirations that Tony Bradford has, and he wants to go. You know, but I, I just I, I think with culture here, I think with. You know, so we talked about that in an earlier show this week about in some ways your culture is kind of hurting you because you love to create some space and be able to add to it. In this instance, your culture absolutely saves your bacon, you know, because I, I think Tony Bradford has probably said to me over a dozen times in the last year, I love Coach McGuire. I mean, like literally just, man, uh, Coach McGuire, man, I, I love that guy, you know, just like. And so I, I think the way they were treated, the way they were handled, the way they were coached, the way they were pushed. And these guys can now see the light at the end of the tunnel on this program turning around. And I think they wanted to be a part of it because there's no reason with some of these announcements not to kind of start to see that there's going to be some expectations uh, next year. And those are fun because, right? you know, I mean, the, the number that McGuire gave earlier in the week, Casey, was what, seven starters return on defense. Well, that included – Jalen and Tony. It also includes a couple of corners. You get one or two announcements there, and and you that number stays close to seven when pretty much everybody's back on offense. And that's Boy, Dunlap and Williams, right? <clears throat> yes, it's Malik Dunlap and Rayshad Williams. Which and- just remind me for those who didn't watch every episode for some reason unexplainable <laughs> by any logic. Uh, Dunlap, did you say he had the highest grade or like the second highest grade or something? Yeah, so so the the what 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 those guys have gotten back is is that because what what I indicated on an earlier show was that I I think you have a much better chance of getting Rashad Williams back. And again, if you can get one or both, I mean, you you take it and run. You feel great about yeah any of the above. But Malik Dunlap got a higher grade, I think, than everybody here, other than Tyree Wilson. But he's also about to kind of almost age himself out, and that that's why it may be difficult gotcha. to talk him into coming back because he's. I think by the time the draft rolls around next spring, I think he's going to be twenty four. I think that's right, and so <laughs> you know, at some point, you know, right. teams just say, "Hey, man, we're gonna we're gonna take a much younger, you know, prospect or or whatever." And so, because I mean, you're talking, if he comes back next year. Guess what? The following year's draft, he's twenty five. That's really the <laughs> well, know. and the college guys are telling him like uh, the NCAA rules say if you stay much longer, you've actually got to convert to being a Mormon if you're going to play this <laughs> late into life. So yeah. there's a choice here you got to make. That's so wild to think about how mature some of these guys are, Chris. That we've just grown men. I mean, you've grown, lost yeah. track of because of the COVID years, and I don't blame any college football fan for losing track of it. I've lost track of it a hundred times. It's hard to keep up. That's why we keep the eligibility radar circling here on Locked on Texas Tech to try to give you uh, an idea of who to keep an eye on. And these are two big ones off the board uh, in a great way for the Red Raiders. And I was thinking about when I heard the news, so much of what you said is it related to, uh, well, you just alluded to it a minute ago, but you said it on a previous show. 
when you're talking about following transfer portal comings and goings, it's really a different feeling because when you're then following like a high school prep, prep level or JUCO, whatever recruit, uh, because you're talking about landing someone uh, who's proven to some degree on the college level, uh, to whatever degree that is, hardened to the uh, college culture and the demands of what it's going to take to be in that program. And again, at a premium position, uh, defensive line, defensive tackle, this is where men play, I'll remind you, O-line, D-line. You're getting guys back <laughs> that are as hardened to this college level as they could possibly be. So I, I really think it's a big win. It's Christmas come early uh, for Joey McGuire and, and Tim DeRuder in the Red Raider defense, and I'm wishing everybody a Merry Thickmas right now as these guys are uh, deciding to remain in Lubbock. And who wouldn't want a guy like Tony Bradford to remain in Lubbock? If you don't know the story, just a community champion. I'm walking outside of United Supermarkets Arena uh, following a basketball game one time, waiting for someone to safely guide uh, me and my honey across the crosswalk. And I said, I'll be damned. There's a Big 12 defensive tackle guiding us across the uh, crosswalk. It was Tony Bradford. He said hello politely, Chris, as I said, hey, Tony Bradford, how's it going? But in a way that suggested, I'm all about the job right now, all right? Keep it moving. Yeah, Keep yeah. it moving. Keep it moving. And I respected every bit of it, man. <laughs> it's going to be great to have them back for another round. <laughs> but just to give you an idea of what we're talking here, like I'm just sitting here looking it up. These guys have played in 91 career games combined, okay? And they have started, let's see, my math is right here. 69 games between the two of them. So you, you can't ask for more production or leadership or experience than that. And again, that's why the that experience and the culture uh, of – because how, how many teams out there have kind of defensive tackle types that are in some ways faces of your program? I mean, I can almost tell you the answer is zero. But here in Lubbock, with these two guys in the unique situation that they are with their personalities and just how – However, the community knows who they are, and because of Tony and 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 Jalen, like you said, just being out and about, man, I just think it's a unique setup. But uh, I'm I'm thrilled, man. It's awesome news. Mass kicks ass. Put it on a t-shirt with '95 <laughs> and '97, and let's get some dollars flowing one way or another, uh, because they're going to be back in the LBK. That is great, great news in the trenches. And one of them is a ball State. carrier. What, also, what, what, the running back room. Yes, yeah, that's right. Absolutely. A RB depth chart. Also <laughs> not mad at the situation. That's great to hear. Not mad at another situation we're going to talk about, even though it involves a guy stepping out the door. We'll circle back to Texas Tech football and a departure. Ow! Oh, oh, oh! In just a minute. But first, we got to set the table because Mark Adams and the Red Raider men's basketball team is back in action, and we want to get you ready for Nichols State and fit in the description of the next potential victim. There will be no smoother werewolf to Mark Adams segue made anywhere in America today. That's my promise to you. Coming up on Locked on Texas Tech. But first, today's episode brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. That's part of why small businesses are rating LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors with simple tools like screening questions that make it easy for you to focus on candidates with just the right skills. You'll cut through the fat, get to the people that fit what you're looking for for your business. Quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire faster than with anyone else with LinkedIn Jobs, helping you find those candidates you want to talk to. And every week, 
Nearly 40 million job seekers are visiting LinkedIn. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free with LinkedIn jobs. Terms and conditions apply. Making Locked On Texas Tech your first listen each day on the Locked On Podcast Network on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts. Hope you will make Locked On Sports today your second listen available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or anywhere you get podcasts. Locked On Sports today right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. We're back to football and we'll talk about a blow to the special teams unit, multi-time Big 12 Special Teams Player of the Week says he's going to seek his professional fortunes. We'll get to that coming up in just a moment. But first, Chris, check the calendar. It's been 74 years since Texas Tech basketball was back in action, it feels like. But they're telling me we got a game actually on deck here as uh, Mark Adams and the Red Raiders return to United Supermarkets Arena. And I guess much like the fan base, uh, I don't know, maybe there's a little rust to shake off for the team because you've had a little bit of a disjointed uh, holiday schedule you've been dealing with here. Yeah, th- this is kind of that weird sweet spot uh, every December when this team, you know, has to kind of, you know, uh, it's a light schedule because of final exams and prep preparation for final exams because you played, what was it, a week ago Wednesday, I guess, and then you play – uh, tonight, uh, and then you play next Tuesday. I think I have that right. So it's like three games and basically a two-week period, but you, you've got some gaps in there because I think final exams. And I, I, in a way, I, I think that this is a great part of your schedule. And here's what I mean, because, you know, Maui, and then you have some time off, get ready for Georgetown, and you you saw some good and bad versus the Hoyas. We've, we've discussed that including the first half and the run you go on and but then you give up a lot in the second half and it's like oh this is this is scary uh but but you have these these times of and days of practice to really work on stuff because that 11 a.m game on new year's eve versus tcu is just you could just see it uh it's right there on the horizon it's going to be here before you know it and that's when it gets real uh but uh but yeah i'm kind of curious to see what the fellas look like tonight uh, against the the Colonels of Nickel State. Do you know how to say, or excuse me, say, yeah, I bet you'll know how to say it, but do you know how to spell Thibodeau, Louisiana? By chance? T-I-B-I-D-E-A-U-X <laughs> is my stab at it. There's a there's an H in there at the beginning. T-H-I-B, yeah. And maybe it's Thibodeau. I don't know. For all, I, maybe I said a, it wrong. After a few so beers, I'm, probably. So th- I'm screwed. Th- take me back to Thibodeau. <laughs> That's right. That's right. But yeah, that's uh, that's the next uh, potential victim. Uh, you ever met a beautiful woman that spoke in a Cajun accent? It's something. Yeah, I I have, as a matter of fact, uh, and it is something. Yes. Thought there was something challenging about her situation, and I couldn't put two and two together. She tell me about a hometown and where she coming from like this, and she real real pretty girl, but she thought about doing me like this, and I'm just thinking. <coughs> and then I found out, oh, she's just Cajun. That's right. Yeah, the backstory. That's why you don't judge a book by the cover, right? Or yeah. what? The one that I met so. when she said "etouffee," man, I was like, man, she had me. Ooh. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> the hair stand up on the back of your neck. That's hey, right. 
All right. Are we in a commercial break right now, or is this still a basketball preview? I forgot. <laughs> no, it's a, it's, a, it's a basketball preview. Nichols yeah, preview. That's, that's Here we go. Yeah. Yeah, th- this is, uh, you know, look, th- this is a team that, you know, went to the NIT last year. They're they're three and four. They're no slouch. But, again, this is, you know, and, and you know, at some point we can kind of explain why the schedule is the way it is uh, opponent-wise. I know people have uh, submitted questions in on that, kind of be, being curious about that. But, but it's no this margin is, for error, right? I mean, it's just. Yeah, well, and this is one of the, Nichols State actually is one of the oldest teams in college basketball. They've got a ton of returners. Mm. They're they a ton of seniors. Uh, they make about eight threes a game. They turn to, see if this rings a bell. They turn teams over on average about 20 times a game. Uh, aver- no actually problem. average slightly over than <laughs> forcing 20 turnovers. So that, that, that uh, ought to sound. Uh, very familiar. Okay. Uh, they will want to play uh, tonight at a breakneck pace, you know, bottom line. And I think how you handle the ball is going to go a long way in determining it because this is a tech team that at times when they play under control, they're scary bunch. But then at times you got Mark Adams going, what, what are we doing, gentlemen? <laughs> and if there's too much of, of that, you know, tonight it, it it may be you know it could get interesting because if you'll if you'll be patient and you'll and you'll make the right pass and just break handle their pressure if you get into a half court situation I think for the most part you can get whatever you want you know you 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 can you can out, out execute them in the half court but they want to make it a, a frantic pace and and all those things and they've got some kids that that are hovering around 40% from behind the arc uh, shooting and, and all that stuff. But you're still trying to figure out who you are, you know, because last week against the Hoyas, it was, it was a small rotation and it was those five kids. And and prior to that, it's been, we're going to play everybody. We're, we're substituting like crazy. We're going to, you know, all that stuff. So I, I think it's going to be kind of fascinating to see as this settles in here, uh, what it looks like tonight. Yeah, I think it's going to be a big challenge for guys like uh, Pop Isaacs and Jalen Tyson, yes. guys that have been giving it up a bit. Uh, Harmon's mostly avoided that, uh, thankfully, so maybe that's an advantage for Texas Tech. We'll be curious to see how those guys are affected. And, um, yeah, I don't – Chris, I just kind of feel like right now Texas Tech, from a rotational standpoint, you're a little more over all over the place than I thought you would be at this point in the season. But I don't, I'm just sitting it, here wondering, like, who's guy six? Who's guy seven? I'm not so sure. It's a great question. Because you just said – you said, hey, this will be kind of – and I know what you meant by it. You were talking about, like, turnovers and take care of the ball. But you, yeah. you said it's going to be big for Pop and Jalen and all that. The, the next four to five games, I mean, because you've got uh, – you know, Houston Christian coming up. You've got Eastern Washington coming up. You've got Nichols tonight. Then you've got South Carolina State, I think. But then it's TCU. So I I, I think, unless I'm, my math is off, I think you just have the four games left in the non-conference until conference play starts. To me, those four games are really all about the Kerwin Waltons, the DeMorian Williamses, the, the Lamar Washingtons, the Robert Jenningses, because you're right. Who is in the rotation? How how deep is it? And what am I getting from it? You know, and because I'm telling you, I just I think that that was really interesting to me at home against a Georgetown team when you're up 23 points, and that that the substitutions stopped. Yeah, I mean they shut down, and I had not seen that under Mark Adams before until that. 
until that moment because it's always been a turnstile. And it was not at the end of that game. He very clearly went with those five guys, went with them for a lot of minutes. And just whether it's trust or I really, really like this group, I'm not sure which it was, but uh, I'm just stating the facts there. So I'm just curious what can anybody play their way in, earn more trust, earn more minutes? Um, or is it, you know, I, I, I just don't know. Yeah, is there? Any, I'm wondering, is there any like a hockey strategy I don't know about there? Because it's usually like line shifts for Coach Adams, the former hockey mind, and still maybe a hockey mind. And when I say could there be a hockey strategy, I'm certain there is because I know not one hockey strategy. So all the hockey <laughs> strategies are out there unknown to me. I was uh, always a big was, fan of the penalty box. That was interesting to see. Did you ever spend any time on the ice growing up or in the box? <laughs> a thousand percent no. You, oh, you, yeah. you zig me and then zag me from yeah, a thousand percent I, to know. I am not operating on skates and ice. That is not, Good no. I'm a, I'm a hey. Texas boy, man. Well, I understand, but things <laughs> yeah. change. They're playing soccer in my hometown, Chris. <laughs> okay. Soccer. Youth football. soccer. Yeah, football. Good grief. No, it's soccer. I saw it. Um, anyway, uh, speaking of safety, you brought up ice, potential injury, foot. Where are we going here? Bardaz Amac, Big Maple. There was one interesting comment before I let you off the basketball hook and we wrap it up with Trey Wolf uh, seeking professional fortune and uh, Red Raider football next. <laughs> there was one interesting comment from Mark Adams. I think he said a cast is coming off seven to 10 days and they're going to reevaluate. But I'm, I'm also curious if you can just kind of set the context here because I'm hearing things about this cast not being like maybe you would think a cast is it's removable and they work on it every day and reapply. What is actually <laughs> to your knowledge been the situation and what does it mean that maybe seven to 10 days we're going to have it off finally? I, I, I think that, I think that people will, you know, depending on who you talk to, they, they will tell you that this kid could has a chance to suit up before the calendar hits January that's a slim chance in my opinion. There's also, I think people are like, man, he's not going to be able to do anything until February. Um, and, and I think all can really be true because the, the truth of it is nobody really knows here how, because you have, when you have a, a big guy like that, who's, who's, you know, been off of that leg for the most part. Okay. For yeah. what, what are we talking three, four months now? How much atrophy is in that leg? How much is it going to take to get it back? And then what you have is you have if you have one stronger leg and one weaker leg, you run the risk of of an injury because one's compensating for the other, and it it can just cause a lot of problems. I just I would just caution, and, and it sucks, man. The bottom line is, and we've known that this sucks, but I just don't know if you can realistically expect him to do a whole lot for you at a competitive level, it, it could be, it could be six weeks to two months away for, for all we know. That's the reality of it. Um, because even if he's cleared and he's allowed to go through warmups and maybe get a few minutes in the game, you're just praying that you don't have a setback. You're praying that he gets in shape because there's just a lot going on here. So yeah. that's the, you know, big big people and and foot problems, man, are not a good mix. And because because it's a it's a quick twitch sport. There's a lot of start stop, and I mean all those things. That's what I'm saying. There's a million different little bones in that foot of his. And so you know, and and, and we're not even talking about man. Does he have a shot? You know, I mean, does he 
You know, I mean, all, all that right. kind of stuff that goes without saying. So he's gonna be gassed. <laughs> exa- well, exactly, because I mean, and, and he's gonna get dropped in the grease and Big Twelve play. So he's not gonna <laughs> right. go against Nichols and South Carolina State. He's not gonna get the benefit of kind of working his way back in and not like Clarence Nadoni last year. Clarence Nadoni had the benefit of about three to four games. TJ Shannon did as well after he missed some time, and and they didn't have any kind of injury like like what you're dealing with with Fardaws, unfortunately. So yeah, I, again, I just go back to the whole thing sucks. I I mean, theoretically, I don't want to say this is like a lost year, but it's it's going to be hard to like judge this kid on anything he does this season, even sure. if he gets to play for six weeks or two months of it, just because he will have had no buildup at all, and he's going to get dropped into the toughest competition and the toughest league in the country. Yeah. And my, my baseline expectation is it is a lost year. So anything other than that, I'm going to be happy with. And uh, partially that's due, I think to the warmth of my Bacho security blanket. So I'm, I'm not going to let that go without mention as well. Uh, some of what we've yeah. seen from, from Bacho, if, if Bacho was a bust, how many bees can we work in with Bacho? I don't know. Uh, but if he was a bust, I'd probably feel a little bit differently about you know how dreaded it could be. But uh, he hasn't been. And I hope you do get something with AMAC. I mean, I'm sure he'd love to be back on the floor as much as anyone. But uh, I think I, I'm not really holding my breath. Um, yeah, the regardless key is, of the return point, really. Yeah, and, and the key is is you can almost even look off into the future here boy, you'd love to have another crack at it and have them both back here next year just yeah. to see what that looks like because that's the way this thing was designed and set up. And I just don't know if you're ever going to get a realistic shot at what you wanted it to be. And, and not that they both won't be out there, but at full strength, you know, and, and and you know, with with, with plenty of, of time to, to get right and, and all that stuff because I think they wanted to play them together and it, it would have been a nightshop uh, matchup nightmare. Uh, did you hear me sure. say that? Not. I was going to say nacho. Uh, I had bacho on on my mind. So matchup nightmare is what I meant to say. So uh, <laughs> yeah, but I had the bacho on the brain there, and somehow it turned into nacho. It's uh, all right. I got nachos on the brain, so no big <laughs> yeah, there, You're speaking my language. There you go. There you go. <laughs> well, we wish him the best, but uh, yeah. we'll be continuing with uh, bated breath to follow every comment that's made possibly yeah. uh, about the and foot of Big Maple. That's all we can go off of. And again, I just, I think anybody that kind of tries to nail that down and tell you, Hey, here's what's happening. I just don't think anybody truly knows because you have no idea how he will respond. And even, even if he can play a few minutes, you, you don't know what those are going to look like, or is that two minutes or 15 minutes? I, mean, I, I just, I just think, yeah, it's kind of off into the distance right now. There you go. That's the latest. Uh, We're getting back to Red Raider football coming up ahead. Kicking game pretty good for Joey McGuire and Texas Tech in 2022, but you'll have a job to fill, at least a job to fill so far coming up with the most recent departure. We'll get to that coming up next on Locked On Texas Tech. But first, today's episode brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. Get there now for the latest on this week's slate of games you got college football off in the horizon nfl rolling on and of course basketball season now upon us but even beyond those sports whether it's combat sports esports and everything in between bet online has got you covered they're the hq for live betting stats and scores online the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite events so head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about what the trends are looking like this week with bet online 
where the game starts. Thanks for joining us on Locked On Texas Tech on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. With Chris Level, I'm Casey Cowan from out west of the 100th Meridian, where it's really going down. And we're wrapping up today's show back on the gridiron. Uh, Chris, we know what winning football includes, and it includes special teams. And that's why we are carving out a fair slice of today's show. This is valuable real estate, by the way. Valuable podcasting real estate right here on Locked on Texas Tech. But we're devoting this portion as we close out the program to the Red Raider special teams unit, primarily the kicking game, because as we went back to the eligibility radar, uh, we saw guys like McNamara. We saw guys like Trey Wolf there. And we've heard from Trey Wolf now in our rear view, uh, suggesting he's going to seek his professional opportunity, certainly more power to him. He'll be remembered uh, as a legend for the part of uh, that. He played in some huge wins here this season, uh, but can't go without saying that it does now leave some pretty big shoes to fill for you coming up next season. Yeah, you're you're just you're talking about a a kid that you know really leaves here a man, a married man, and that went through some highs, and really, I don't want to say bottomed out, but I mean, kind of did lost his job and 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 all that, and then leaves here. You know, I don't know if, if legend is too strong a word, but I mean. He he had he had two years here. Okay, there were some years in the middle that that weren't as as good, or he just wasn't involved. But I mean, you know, Luke Groza, award watch finalist, uh, you know, two or three years ago, and I think he was eighteen of twenty two. I think that's right. Maybe he was, uh, I, yeah, I think that's right. Eighteen of twenty two, and then and then this year he leaves, and he's eighteen of twenty one. I mean, I, I don't care at what level you're at, uh, but when you you make make them at that level of percentage and you kind of give your team, Hey, we need three. We got three for the most part. I mean, that that's all you can ask. And and then you, you look at the meaningful kicks from him this year, some of which are going to be buried in the middle of these games. And you're going to forget like how, how big the kick was at the end of the first half, you know, uh, versus Oklahoma, how big it was. What was it? Texas or Oklahoma, when he thinks he's kicks the game winner, and I guess it was the Texas game, and you leave just a bit too much time left on the clock, and then they come back and tie it, and you're like, dude, you just my moment, it's it's gone. You know, I I, I was I, I made the game winner. Um, but he, he just was productive, man. And I, I just uh he he will be missed around here for sure. Yeah, I'm thinking I don't think legend is too strong for me because I'm thinking about how long is the list of tech kickers who have not only had game-winning kicks against the Longhorns yeah. and Sooners, but you also talk about game-extending kicks like against Texas, <laughs> also had big kicks against Houston, a top 25 uh, opponent yep. at that time. And I, I just kind of feel like it is more so the significance uh, of that clutch time uh, success that he had this season as compared to what his overall success rate. I didn't even know what it was, to be honest with you. And perfect or not, I don't know if it would have mattered to me because the dude was coming through in the clutch when it mattered the most to your fans. And uh, you you kind of hope those guys, for the most part, Chris, within a season are, are not noticeable. Sometimes they're noticeable for all the wrong reasons, but Trey Wolf was noticeable for all the right reasons this season. And it started from prior to the first game because we were asking, hey, whose job is this? Is it a Gino Garcia gig? 
Is it Trey Wolf? And then Trey Wolf ran off and uh, did his part in getting some huge wins, some of the biggest uh, that you've had this season under Joey McGuire, and also was, uh, as I mentioned, a multi-time conference special teams player of the week guy. So I think he was he was maybe amped up and motivated properly coming into the year. <laughs> Yeah, because it was it was against uh, was that not against Murray State the beginning of the year, and Gino Garcia and Trey Wolf each had, I think around forty five yard kicks, and they both missed them. I think that's right, uh, or or maybe Trey made his and and Gino missed his. But either way, they both kind of yeah. You you were just trying to figure out you know, and I remember I remember Trey walking by me late in fall camp and. He just said, "Hey man, how are you doing?" I said, "No man, how are you doing?" And he just said, "It's a really close competition." He goes, "We're we're just we're neck and neck. Like we both had a really good camp, but the numbers, you know, as far as makes and distance and all that, is pretty much even." And and I don't know ultimately what what caused Kenny Perry just to keep sending Trey out there, but you know, at some point, you know, early on in the season, we knew that it was his job, and and he never obviously gave it back. But I think they're real comfortable with a guy like Gino Garcia going forward. Gino Garcia, excuse me, going forward, in that you you have an able uh, replacement that kicked for uh, Tyler Skuvenick at uh, Houston Baptist, and that's kind of where the connection was there. And you know, Skuvenick, the president's son, he's kind of heavily involved with special teams. But yeah, you just don't. I mean, yeah, you, you don't think a kicker is a big deal until you don't have one, and then you're like, damn, man. Because then it affects play calling and the red zone and whether you're going for it or not. I mean, all kinds of things are are, are, are different about the game of football when you, you, you need three, we just want to get three, and then you just know you can't get it. And they had the guy that, you know, popped them through every time uh, this year. Here's, here's what I thought prior to the season, and for most football teams, it would fit this bill. If you're led by your defense and your offense is more hit or miss, then you're going to wind up probably in some tight games because your defense, yep. if it's got any pulse, will most likely travel, and you're probably going to wind up in some spots where if you can just eke out a few more points, you may win a ball game. And so coming into this year, I just felt like, man, the kicker, whoever it is, I hope is reliable because I thought Tech's defense was, was maybe good enough to get you in some spots late third into the fourth quarter uh, where you'd be in a one possession or, or 10 point uh, kind of situation. And it proved to be the case. So I don't really think you can understate um, or overstate, I'm sorry, the impact that, that your kicking game had for you this season. And again, in some of the biggest moments emotionally for your fan base, he was coming through. Is that a, is that a no doubter for Garcia? Is there any, any competition to be settled? Or well, does it look like on the horizon. That's a great question, and I guess the answer is there's no way Gino Garcia will just be the only kicker on the roster. So I'd be willing to bet, yeah, you're going to bring somebody in uh, for sure if you're not already – because I don't think anybody else is necessarily on the roster other than than those two guys. I mean, hell, though, I I wouldn't be opposed to letting Austin McNamara – give it a shot if he wanted to he's that yeah, whatever good. he wants yeah to do. exactly yeah. hey would you would you would you like to i know you know what you held you you held the ball for trey wolf but if you want to hold it and somehow kick it too man hey by all means man like we're, we're here to make some memories That's um right. yeah but I, I yeah i'd be willing to bet that you uh you, you bring somebody in uh or if you're if you already haven't kind of lined that up yeah. but that's why 
that's why Trey making the announcement and all that kind of gives you some time to get somebody in here maybe before the uh, before the spring and all that because you you all of a sudden have a pretty good reputation uh, as far as place kickers here now because Jonathan Garibay and now Trey Wolf and you you obviously and, and that's the other thing Casey is like I, I we you know, I think Austin McNamara he's got a decision to make I mean, he could yeah. he could theoretically try to go do this and I think he the he could he could go do it. it I thought he's level. the more obvious one to go do it. Maybe so, not to spoil anything. Yeah, but. and he and he's younger and less experienced and all that. True. And so uh, I, I, I hope, yeah, I hope that uh, I hope that you 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 get to see another year uh, out of him at least. So yeah, that'd be nice. And uh, again, special teams um is a part of successful football it's not just your mom and the other team that wants to see it i like flipping the field every once in a while so come on back and uh, let's get back to booming uh, and we wish yeah. the best to to trey wolf uh and his next endeavor seeking his professional football fortune uh think he'll get an opportunity so we'll see what he does with that and we'll see you for the next time around on locked on texas tech as we'll be Recapping, hopefully a win for Mark Adams and the Red Raiders and continuing to keep an eye on that swirling transfer portal, 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 portal. Nano, nano, nano. I mean, it's a wild, wild time, Chris. And uh, you've gotten some pretty exciting news this week with what we let off with with the DT. So that was fun. I'd saddle up for another ride like that if we've got some news to share on behalf of the Red Raiders that uh, is in that form or fashion. Oh yeah, you can keep pouring the good news all over me, man. Yeah, let's <laughs> let's keep our fingers crossed on these cornerbacks, man, and see what there you uh, go. Yeah, see what we get. But uh, keep hope alive, people, because hey, man, the hope worked with Tony and Jalen, man. Right. So we, we need some more of that. That's right. And after Locked On Texas Tech, make Locked On Sports today your second listen. It's the biggest stories of the day, instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Locked On Sports today, right here on the Locked On podcast network on the odyssey app youtube or wherever you get podcasts subscribe on youtube if you have not so far so you never miss an episode and join us coming up on the other side for another edition of locked on texas tech